0: My country Ghana is not a lover of the creative arts we are not this is a country where someone will sit somewhere and say oh do we even have stars in Ghana Ghanaians Ghanaians yeah we look down on ourselves we don't support our own we don't we don't hold our own in high esteem
1: your time and you realize episode five of showbiz university is live and in charge and we're taking over like nobody's business i mean episode four was fire the part one of the current state or the part one of the missing identity of ghana when it comes to the music market was fire we spoke to our peer 2s we spoke to chiami kofi watch out for part two of that conversation we'll be speaking to some high live legends and asking them what they did back in their time uh, so we can call copy a few things and uh, add it to our our scrapbook so we can do better. I mean, we have to do better. There is no two ways about that. Last week, last two weeks, Bernaboy, Boy, Rima and the likes were in the state, selling out auditoriums and uh, packing up 50,000, 20,000 people, entertaining them to bro. What they're doing out there is crazy. And I asked myself questions like when Ghana, goes out internationally to host concerts or go on tour internationally, internationally, I beg to say you only hear numbers like 600, 700, 800, at most thousand five hundred. What are we not doing right? So those are the questions we're going to answer in part two of uh, the conversation. We started on episode four of showbiz university, talking about the missing identity of Ghana music when it comes to the international market. But hey, Welcome to episode 5 of Showbiz University. My name is King Kweku Mensah and this is the entertainment podcast you guys are growing to love and I love what you guys are doing for me. Yes, I love it. Today on episode 5 on lecture time, we will be talking about the current state of the Ghana movie industry. How many of us listening to us right now or listening to me right now do not love movies? How many of us? On Fridays and on weekends, when you go to the cinemas in the Accra Mall, West Hills Mall and around the country, the few cinemas, I must say, you'll see it packed with lovers wanting to watch movies. But sadly, it is mostly foreign movies. Mm -hmm. At least the look as local as it can get is a, a Ghanaian production house premiering a movie, and they use the cinemas. Apart from that, it's almost uh, every time a foreign movie. But that is not the right way to go, if you ask me. So today we're discussing the current state of the Ghana movie industry. So welcome to episode five of Showbiz University, and let me remind you that today's episode we'll be having Cessy coming around to give us. Just corner Cessy coming around to give us three headlines in the entertainment industry what's the social media people are talking about what's driving the conversation i'll be bringing you a weekend playlist as well and uh your mind day segment you guys brought some crazy comments last week's episode or episode four you guys brought some crazy comments i'll be reading your comments and giving you another question as well on your mind day segment but in the meantime let's start with lecture time <laughs> So guys, when you look at the history of the film industry yeah it is evident i mean starting from the very beginning it is evident that ghana plays a pivotal role when it comes to africa or in africa and this uh, i can say is significantly due to being uh, ghana being one of the first african countries to become independent as well as being one of the very first african countries to develop its own film industry in the post colonial era but this issue or this title that we used to hold in higher esteem our heritage one for us through the blood and toil of our fathers is however not the case in current times, no. In recent times, you can say that the Ghana film industry is going through some highs and lows and it has been relegated to the background with the likes of South Africa and Nigeria taking the leads when it comes to the growth of the industry and how lucrative the industry is and how beautiful or how pleasing it is to the human eye. How many times do you watch a Ghanaian movie in recent times? But how many times do you watch a Nigerian movie or a foreign movie? And even if you're watching a Ghanaian movie and you're comparing it to the Nigerian productions in recent times, it is very low if you ask me. So to help me do this conversation or to help me delve deep into this conversation is multiple award-winning Ghanaian actor and voiceover artist andrew tando adote we will also be hearing the voice of Ghanaian producer samira uh, at a point in time in this discussion she also doubles out there uh, as the manager and uh, pa of Ghanaian actress jackie appear uh, screen goddess jackie Pia, the almighty jackie Pia. so yeah we will be having some resource from samira as well but let's start this conversation with A voice from Ghanaian actress Gloria Saffo. She had an interesting opinion to share about the current state of the movie industry. Let's take a listen.
0: One thing I know and think that the Nigerians, you know, adopted and held them was the fact that they are telling their stories now. Now they are telling their Nigerian stories. When When you watch Nigerian movies, you see their food. They are their they are whatever Ghana whatever, whatever. Ghanaians would shoot their movies We have our food Ghana salad all right. Why don't we sell our food? Ghanaians will not do that. Nigerians will do that. hire professionals and sell your culture. Ghanaian outfits. Listen, it's not a thing about Nigeria and Ghana at all. It's just about our Ghana how best can we change the narrative together not just one person not
1: just one producer so this is what gloria safo is saying that current Ghanaian movies do not tackle social issues or promote the culture of Ghana. And to her, this is one of the major reasons why the current state of Ghana movie industry is nothing to write home about. Let me invite you into the conversation, uh, um, Andrew, Andrew Tando. Let me invite you into the conversation. Would you agree with what Gloria Safo is saying? That the Ghana movie industry is not tackling social issues and promoting culture. If yes, how best do you think we can approach portraying such characters and narratives responsibly? To ensure that they resonate with the audience and effect positive change in the country?
2: Well, I don't think those making that accusation have done enough research, you know, because uh, there are a number of um, uh, people out there who really um, put out content that uh, really show the Ghanaian culture and things like that. And they tackle societal issues. I mean, uh, I can, off the top of my head, I can name Kwabna Jansa, who has Anansi Entertainment, who made. As- Ali, which tackled a lot of these uh, social issues uh, in Ghana. And there have been a few others here and there. So, I wouldn't say that um, um, wh- whoever made that accusation, I think yeah. that person is not entirely accurate.
1: Okay, you have you have a solid point, Andrew. But um, I don't think m- stories or writing stories is the issue right now, because I know Ghanians are very good story writers. But what seemed to be the issue? What is the basic factor why you think Ghanaian movie producers are not uh, skewing their craft or skewing their content towards the projection of Ghana's uh, culture when it comes to the
2: movie? Well, I've seen a few productions here and there that have, that tried to incorporate Mm. um, local language uh, movies and and things like that. Mm. The resources are, I mean, who knows if 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 uh, a lot of the filmmakers had the access to the resources that they did, I'm sure they'll be seeing a lot more of, of these things. The industry is moving forward, but it's not, um, and it hasn't moved forward to the extent, to the point where we have the luxury of making movies like that. Mm. A lot of a lot of filmmakers and producers are in survival mode. Mm. We need to get things that are, that make some quick cash that can sustain us and help us to do uh, more things in the future. That's that's the unfortunate state of the industry. We don't have the luxury of. Uh, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to put together productions like that. Otherwise, you know, Chief Momen, mm. Chief Momen, if he had some millions, do you know the things he would have done, even on stage and in film? Mm. You know, so it's not that we we are we we are we are shirking our culture or something mm. like that. We just a lot of us are in survival mode. We need to do things that will sell quick, that will uh, put food on the table, and then when we are sad, when we are when we are good, we know we are good. Then we can expand to other things but yeah. you know, the people who write those things they are there. The 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 legendary filmmakers, look the plays that we have, you know, they're all there.
1: Gloria Sof, let's hear from you again. Um, you know, there is one thing movie producers not Distributing or shooting movies to project the culture of Ghana or shooting movies to meet the standard of the foreign market. And then there is another thing, you or Ghanaians uh, accepting the movie just as it is. I mean, support. I'm talking about support. What do you have to say about that?
0: You know, it's disheartening sometimes when you think about that, but it boils down to the fact that Ghana, my country, Ghana, is not a lover of the creative arts. We are not. This is a country where someone will sit somewhere and say, oh, do we even have stars in Ghana? Do we even have celebrities in Ghana? Ghanaians, Ghanaians, yeah. We look down on ourselves. We don't support our own. We We don't hold our own in high esteem.
1: Samira, let me bring you into co- this conversation right now. How important do you think it is for the industry to gain support from the government? And uh, what initiatives or programs could be implemented to achieve the sort of changes we want to see in the industry? I mean, let me let me let's let's compare Ghana's movie industry to Nigeria's movie industry. I mean, it is common knowledge, or you can hear people say that the Nigerian government or some individuals or some banks somewhere pump huge cash into the industry, so much so that. Productions are lucrative. Productions are lucrative. So when you go out to shoot a movie, you can earn enough. That way you you open up your heart to shoot almost every content that comes out. And that makes the movie industry boom in Nigeria. But how important do you think it is for the industry to gain support from the government? You know,
3: Ghana, I don't think our lawmakers or policymakers think that the industry is an important industry they need to look at. Government needs to come in. Funding, look, everybody's an independent filmmaker. We need, even with the banks. Would you go to a bank and say, I want to shoot a film, I want loan, who will give you? How many cinemas do we have in this country? Most of the cinemas have been turned into churches. We have only silverbreads. When you do finish with silverbread, 50-50. You, the filmmaker, whatever you have put in, the money you make, you share 50. I don't blame them. That's the only cinema. In Nigeria, every state has a cinema. So, if I premiered like the premiere I had in Ghana, and a, Ghanaians, thank you so much. Even with the taste of sin, I just finished. The crowd and the mass that I have seen, I've not seen it in years in Ghana. They came out to watch. Imagine if all the regions that day were coming out. That's what the, even even Nigeria premiers. All oh, are six premiers at at a go. The showings start the same day everywhere. Imagine the money I made as Silverbird Kumasi. If I made it in all the regions, we just need
1: one cinema per region. So, according to veteran actor Kofi Ajololo, the Nigerian government has never supported. The Nigerian entertainment industry financially. And he said this on Onya Showtime with Nanama McBrown when they were discussing the identity of the Ghana movie industry. So it was a conversation between Nanama McBrown, who is an actress, and uh Kofi Ajololo, veteran actor, and Peter Sedufia, who is a movie producer, as well as Mimi Andani, the former producer and uh, organizer for the Ghana movie awards. Yeah, so this is what Kofi Ajololo had to say, and I quote. There is nothing about government support, it's their own money. Government has no say, but lately the producers and directors are seeking sponsorship from banks. I remember my first flight to Abuja was sponsored by a bank. Why? Because the corporate bodies realized that Nollywood was popular and a profitable venture, hence their decision to sponsor, he said. He goes on to say that Ghanaians are wrong if they think that way, meaning if Ghanaians think that the Nigerian government is sponsoring the entertainment industry out there. One of the things that the government did for them is to project the brand name. In the past, when the heads of state traveled, actors like Ramsey Noah, Liz Benson, Zach Oji, and the others would accompany the de- uh, delegation. Why? Because such interactions would help forge partnerships. So I think in a way, this is how the G- Ghanaian government, and again, the Ministry of Tourism, Creative Arts, and Culture can push this agenda and project the good image of the Ghana movie industry. So when they're traveling outstate or when they're going anywhere else, they can move along with some actors and actresses so they can go from partnerships in the States and bring it back home to foot the bills that they they incur when they're shooting or whatever. So that is what actor Kofi Ajololo had to say. But what's your opinion on that, Andrew? What what do you have to say about what Samira is calling that uh, Ghana should pump in some money or should turn their eye to look at uh, the creative industry. What, what's your opinion? Do you think Ghana now can boast of an industry enough to attract the support from the government?
2: I happen to think we don't really have an industry yet because I think in order to have an industry, you have to have standards. You have to have standards for how you treat actors, how much you pay them, standards for how much you pay cameramen. And things like that, there have to be standards for have like to have industries. And as of now, it's like the wild west. You know, um, you if you've been in the system for a while, you've put in, you've paid your dues, and you can. Ask for certain things off the markets, but you know out there it's different. If you if you if you come in, there's a certain base standard fee that you have to you have to be paid. Otherwise, you can sue if you are cheated and things like that. We don't we don't really have that here. So no, based on that, I don't think we have uh, an industry in 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 the in the clear sense. We have we have a collections of individuals who love film and are trying to do something to survive and to also um, uh, make an impact.
1: Your submissions are very much interesting. Uh, Thank you so much. But before you go, Andrew, lastly, looking forward or looking towards the future, what are your hopes and aspirations for the Ghana movie industry? And what steps do you think needs to be taken to achieve these goals?
2: So in order for us to have an industry, we have to have standards across board, not just for actors, for cameramen, for crew, standards with regards to time. If you go beyond a certain time, blah, 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 abroad, if you're you're paid by the hour, we don't even have a semblance of that here. You know, so standards that that apply across board for how you treat people, how you treat people according to their occupation and things like that, the time wasting. And then, you know, they give, there's no, you know, contract or anything. Oh, come come and help me do this. Come and help me do that kind of thing. If you make noise about it, how far, what, what, you may end up being blacklisted and things like that.
1: George Quay is a movie producer, he's an actor, and an entertainment person, or an industry stakeholder. And uh, today, he came out to write a lengthy message to the president of Ghana, Nana Adedankwa Ekufuado, admonishing him to sort of aid, or to sort of help rebuild the collapsing drama studio at the school of performing arts at the University of Ghana Legon i mean this is this is a sorry conversation to have in a 21st century Ghana in 2023 it's a sieve if i if i if i dare say it's a sieve The sector put together to take a look at the creative arts and tourism is solely focused on tourism alone and leaving creative art to rot. Yes, I'm talking about the Ministry for Tourism, Art and Culture. It's like they are so... They are so aim is to focus on the tourism aspect, year of return, beyond the return, and all that, and leaving our creative art space to rot. You should read what George Quay wrote on his uh, um, Facebook page right now. Let me read an excerpt of it. He says, I write to you with a heavy heart and a deep sense of urgency regarding the abandoned state of the new ultra-modern drama studio at the School of Performing Arts University of Ghana, Legon. As a concerned citizen, president of the Arts and Tourism Writers Association of Ghana, Atwag, a creative through and through and a passionate advocate for the arts, I cannot remain silent while the vital cultural institution continues to deteriorate before our eyes. So he's talking about the Fua Sutherland Drama Studio, which was once a beacon of artistic expression, a space where creative thrived and where generations of talented individuals honed our skills in music, dance, and theatre art. It's, 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 it's nothing to write home about. The long and short of what Jock Kway was writing is the Fua Sutherland Drama Studio is spoiling for lack of english (laughs) essay (laughs) it is spoiling and the government is not doing anything about it the minister once upon a time said that they were going to build an ultra modern amphitheater four to be precise across the country to help in all that but you heard the voice of samira saying how many cinemas are there in ghana how many cinemas And even with the few cinemas that are around, they are private owned and they are taking an arm and a leg from producers when they come out to premiere their movies, which is hurting the industry in general. But nothing so far. I've been in the industry for some years now and I can say you can see little from the ministry. What are they doing? These are questions we are going to ask. But thank you so much, Andrew, Tando Adote. Thank you so much, Gloria. Saffo for your submission, which opened this conversation. And thank you for the voice of Samira as well, sharing her opinion on it. we hope that the ghana movie industry will grow going forward and we hope to see great productions like what we see in recent nigeria movies when you tune in when you tune on to your netflix and other uh, streaming platforms and we hope to see ghana movie industry strive and move forward these are the conversations we are going to have and we'll keep on having every time because we want to see the industry grow I dream of seeing days where Ghana is going to be releasing movies like the Marvel Cinematic Universe Yes, or DC. Yes, I dream of seeing days like that where we have our own stories told in a unique way so much so that people will be yearning to watch it. It will be um, 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 breaking records at the box office and all that Rotten Tomatoes will be rating our movies 10 out of 10 and all that IDMG will be rating our movies. But we don't see it now. And these conversations are openness to seeing the changes we want to see or we want to witness, which will in turn grow our industry. So it's good. We are having such conversation. Leave your comments under this podcast. I want to hear what you have to say about the discussion we had about the current state of the Ghana moving industry. This is just a part one or this is just an opener of the current state. So we'll be delving deep into it with a part two and hopefully a part three. But let's switch gears and move into the next segment of the show. Ceci is here in the Gist Corner to bring us three of the most viral entertainment and social topic. So, guys, we're back here. Ceci is here to bring us the trending topics what social media is talking about. Ceci, what's up? What's good?
4: Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you, too?
1: I'm blessed and highly favored.
4: Yeah, so a lot have been going on in the entertainment industry. And this time around, I'm coming with just three stories. Three. Three. Mm. three. Mm. Hot, hot. Give it three. to us, Woto Woto. Give it yes. to us. Yes. It is from our music producer, JMJ. He says, this current dancehall dispensation is not as highly competitive as it was back in the days. And I think I totally agree with him because mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. when um Boy released Samini released Shetawale is releasing like back to back to back to back
1: okay but this time
4: around they are relaxed
1: you think they are relaxed yes they
4: are okay they are mm. very uh, Jupiter released like those kind like Jupiter episode everybody is releasing they are relaxed I and I can't even I don't even know which um who I can call a female dancehall artist because it's been a while like they're not rubbing Fan, it in Fantana, my face Fantana
1: they're not rubbing it in my Fantana face Fantana is the biggest female dancehall artist in Ghana according to herself
4: maybe we have to look for one of the <laughs> music to that play out in a recent interview on Showbiz 927 with Caleb he said there is now uh, JMJ said reggae dancehall is a worldwide food that people all over the world have consumed over time now it has happened not to be the food in demand as it used to be Back then, and that time saw the generation of Iwan, Jupiter, Stoneboy, Episode, Khaki, Samini, Mugiz, and all dropping song back to back to back. He even said Mugiz in particular, he said was recognized as a talented reggae artist, hailing from DC reggae high grade family. A switch when joined R2Bs. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm surprised. <laughs> Mogis is a reggae dancehall as back then. Mm. I never knew.
1: I think you should go listen to Mogis, I'm Done you you get yeah, to know is a crazy dancer Mugiz is a pure dancer. reggae dancehall
4: yeah. high grade family he used to follow um, what's his name Samini Samini back then to um, mobile Awards mm-hmm. Mugiz used to be called Gogomi that's fair enough. Mm. I, I knew about that but I didn't know he was a dancehall reggae artist
1: right that's his opinion that's JMJ's opinion he has produced a lot of dancehall artists so if he's saying the current uh, crop of dancehall artists are not that competitive uh, I kind of side with Team. but then again you can say that dancehall artist is not really the poster um dancehall music i to say is not really the poster journal now afrobeat has taken over you get it so everyone's attention is now on afrobeat so you get to suffer that as well so um he has a point what's news
4: yeah Nicki minash huh. sued over a damaged jewelry so Nicki Minaj is being dragged to court over some alleged unpaid bills for custom jewelry but her attorney says she is not responsible and claims the jeweler is just using her for publicity the rapper is being sued by the west hollywood jeweler who claims they loaned out some jewels to the rapper a pretty standard transaction from celebs the jeweler claimed some of these pieces came back damaged which is not a standard which is not at the standard they gave it to her. So, um, Nicki Minaj brought the jewel back. She brought the jewel and then she brought it back. But as to how they gave it to her, she didn't bring it the same way. So they are suing her for that. She has to pay for it. And then according to the attorney, the jeweler wants to ride on um, Nicki Minaj for publicity. Yes, yeah, so we should we should just avoid, we shouldn't mind anyone. Yes. So next, my third story is about Cumberwood legend, actor. Ejako, mm-hmm. he has released um, a picture and a video of his new mansion in Kumase. He celebrated his 54th birthday and then he has to bring out some pictures. And these pictures have got social media talking about it. Like everyone is saying something like, wow, Kumase, there's money in the... Me, myself, I was like, wow.
1: Well, I think it's good news if Ejaco has come out with uh, this gift to himself. Uh, a kind of if you ask me I think it kind of breaks the jinx that when you grow old in the entertainment industry in Ghana you have to come out to beg for money so if Ejako is doing this then it's good news kind let of me break, read some yeah.
4: social media um, reactions that people were talking about like mm-hmm. hey, nah Ejako he get money like that whoa very <laughs> impressive hmm. Ejako, and someone was like jacko owns five hotels in Ayeduyaseke, New Austin. So mm. I'm not surprised he put up a house like this, big ups to him. Right. Like, yeah. Mm. So if, if someone, another person, some people in the comments want the house to be in Beverly Hills or London before they call it mansion mansion or no mansion you you don't have one and all you have to do is just happy, be happy for him mm. he forced war
1: anyway congrats to Ejakul and thank you so much Ceci for joining us with these three hot headlines that's what people are talking about on social media we'll catch you on episode 6 of Showbiz University with Jessica. Yes.
4: Yeah.
1: thank you so much Ceci You know, it's Friday, and as tradition requires on Showbiz University, I have to give you my playlist. So, these are top 10 banging songs that you can stream to or you can listen whilst you're having fun on the weekend. You can hop onto our Spotify space right now and check out our playlist. We'll leave everything with the top 10 in there. Check out our playlist. You can check out last week's playlist as well. But this week on our playlist, Kamido has an album out. It's called uh, Love is the Answer, L I T A, and from that album, his song with Stoneboy or his song that he features Stoneboy on called Brown Skin Girl is my jam. I mean, I love Addicted. Which he featured Amare, because I'm an Amare fan. But Kamido uh, featuring Stoneboy Brown Skin Girl is a vibe. I think you should go listen to it. As a matter of fact, go listen to the whole L I T A album and tell me what you think. If you are a fan of Darko Vibes and Shatawale, Celebrate has featured Darko Vibes, Shatawale, and Big Dragon E F Y A on a song they call Boomski Radio. Boomski Radio. I love it. J5 and Lo featured La Bianca on a song called I Wish. That is number three on our playlist. Oseikrom Sikani also has an album out called Big Trapper, and off that album, the song that is banging on social media right now is Osacrum Sikani featuring Kweku Smoke called It Factus, no antics. Yeah, Tractus is also banging, is on number four on our playlist. Kim Paluta featured Kwame Eugene and Andy Dusty on the remix of Yahiti. Yes, you should go check it out. And number six, Chico God, O. Kenneth, J Bart, and Yao Teezy came out with Golat. That's number six on our playlist. Kuvi occupies two positions on our playlist today. Uh, v featuring Effia and Jackie. They call the song "Fallen." And if you're not a fan of love and you don't want to fall, you can listen to V featuring Effia and Joey B on a song they called Red Cup. I think it's a party tune. You should go jam to it this Saturday. Creamy also has a new song out. It's called Tonight. It's a banging song. And Medical. AMG Business' very own Medical has a song he calls Money. Oh, sikampididi Money. So let me run you through the top 10 songs or uh, my top 10 banging songs, Kamido featuring Stoneboy, Brown Skin Girl, Boomski Radio which is a Celebrate featuring Darko Vibe, Shatawale and Effia, J5 and LoJ featured LaBianca on I Wish, Oseikom Sikeni featured Kweku Smoke on Tractus, Kim Paluta featured Kwame Eugene and Andy Dusty on Yahete, Chico God featured O Kenneth, Bad and Yaltizi on Goliath, Kovi featured Effia and Jackie on Falling and Kovi again came with Effia and Joey on Red Cup. Creamy has his banging song Tonight out and Medical has Money Sikam Pity Day out. Let's do your Mind Day segment. i mean, the world with people. I'm that's why it's elusive. We are with the guy. Something is wrong with you. On episode four of the Showbiz University, on your Mind Day segment, I was asking, uh, that was a message from a friend, and he was asking that, at what age do you think is appropriate to leave your parents' house? And uh, let me read some comments that came out when uh, when we posted that segment on social media. So Michael underscore said, it depends on the treatment you're getting in the house and how rich your parents are. Nanake Yabua wrote that some people love it in their comfort zone. That's how come they are still staying with their parents. Efia Lin reacted saying that let's not make this look as if it's a bad thing living under your parents' roof. Effia, no one is saying it's a bad thing. We're just asking because someone was asking which age is appropriate for you to leave your parents' house. So we're just asking. She continues to say some of you don't know the struggles people go through when they leave the house. I mean, these, these things are the, are the very few things that shape you to become the adult you're supposed to be, if you ask me. If you are still in your comfort zone, as um um what's his name? Nanake yabua said, uh you, you don't get the luxury of maybe paying your own rent, uh utilities, and all those kind of stuff. So when you leave the house, I think. You'll be exposed to such hardships and in turn will let you learn how to go by it yourself without depending on your parents or without it depending on your family. So if you're in, we, we hear you, we hear what you're saying. These are the comments we want when we put out the question. Let me move on. Zane said, uh, Zena, I bet to say, said, this is actually a sensitive question to ask. I am 29 years and I've not thought of leaving my father's house yet. Go you, Zena. Do what you like. That's the beauty of life. Itself. So now, question for episode five Your Mind Day. Ghanaian media personality Nana Banamua is of the view that men are not obliged to give their girlfriends money. It is not by force. There is no rope tying your neck that at the end of the month, when you receive your salary, you have to cut out X amount of money to give to your girlfriend. Ladies, (laughs) do you agree? to what she said if no what's your opinion on the issue let me know in the comment section when we drop this on social media guys how much do you think or how much do you give your girlfriend every month let me ask that way how much do you give your girlfriend every month mm, how much let me know in the comment section as well so your mind is segment we are asking is it by force for a guy to give a lady he is dating money at the end of the month how much do you think is appropriate to give your girlfriend at the end of the month Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to Showbiz University episode 5. We had a conversation about the current state of the Ghana movie industry. You heard the voice of actress Gloria Saffo. You heard the voice of producer Samira. You also heard the voice of multiple award-winning and voiceover actress Andrew Tando Adote as well. They all shared the opinion. We'll be expanding on this as time goes on. But the voice you're currently hearing is that of King Kweku Mensah. Thank you so much for doing the listening. We meet again on episode 6 of Showbiz University. In the in meantime keep streaming this if you missed out on any other episodes of this podcast you can go to spotify Audiomat, google podcast and apple podcast to catch this episode and any other episode until then good vibes and positive energy going out to you peace out